Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Even after decades of research and study, lung cancer remains one of the many cancers that is very difficult to treat. Long-time smokers are particularly susceptible to contracting lung cancer, though of course it is not limited to smokers. However, in the Caribbean country of Cuba, scientists claim to have developed a vaccine to work against lung cancer. It is not a preventative vaccine like the type you often have as a young child, nor like the ones you might have against seasonal flu, but this one can supposedly treat those who are in the late stages of lung cancer to prevent their condition deteriorating. The vaccine works by creating antibodies that fight the cancer cells, and it is claimed that it can extend the life of patients by many years. Chemotherapy and radiation treatment are still the main weapons against cancer, but this vaccine might be one extra method to treat those with late-stage lung cancer. One of the biggest concerns in medicine at the moment is the overuse of antibiotics. For many years, doctors have prescribed antibiotics for many ailments, like viral infections, that the drugs simply aren't effective against. Patients also feel better if they are given pills by the doctor, even if those pills can't fix the problem, and regardless if the sickness would probably go away with just diet and rest. Use of antibiotics in situations where they can't help reduces the long-term effectiveness of these drugs and can make diseases more resistant to antibiotics. Not only that, but new research is suggesting that the overuse of antibiotics could actually be damaging our body's ability to fight infections. The bug could be more resistant, the drugs less effective, and the body less able to fight the problem. All areas of great concern, but ones that can only be solved by consensus by the whole of the medical world. It is never a good idea to tell a lie, but some people do find it easier than others to not tell the truth. However, scientists in Eastern Europe say that they have found a way to stimulate the brain so that it is impossible to tell a lie afterwards. Types of electric or magnetic stimulation applied to the part of the brain just behind the forehead, which we think is involved in decision making, seemed to make it harder for the subject to tell a lie. The number of people involved in the test was only very small, and so the results could be open to question. But if we could find a way to prevent people lying, it opens up a great many legal and ethical questions of when and how such treatments should be used. Spies like James Bond might be subject to the process, but in the real world, would there be a place for it in law courts or even in the media? That could be a much harder question to resolve than the science itself. Technology in many cars these days has very advanced computing power, 
in order to make the car and the driver safer and to make the journey more efficient. But if cars could communicate between themselves and not just between one driver and the car, then the prospect for road safety increases dramatically. Experiments are going on at the US University of Michigan to create a radio communication system between 3,000 cars in the area that would allow them to exchange data on what all the other cars are doing. Coordinating the speed and direction of cars could lead to fewer accidents as each car would know where the other one was and the computer systems would react faster than people would. This is still a long way from fully automatic driverless cars, but cars that could communicate between themselves should make the roads safer. With more laptops, tablets and smartphones being a part of our daily lives, there aren't many places where you can be out of contact from information technology. But could you imagine reading the newspaper whilst brushing your teeth? Scientists in New York are coordinating the Microsoft Connect motion sensor technology with your bathroom mirror so that the mirror can react to what you are doing. So read a book or watch a video while brushing your teeth or washing your hands maybe. The fully interactive bathroom mirror is not available yet, but even when it is, I don't think I would have it in my bathroom. I rather like being able to brush my teeth without any other distractions. I'm Neil Chase and that's it for the science blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website and I'll see you next Thursday evening for more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand.